0: Anybody know uh, who uh, did that song? Rembrandts. Rembrandts. I heard somebody. So, uh, yeah. I'll be there for you. Yeah, the cast of Friends, they recently got together. and uh, It's the first time in 16 years they had the reunion. I'm curious, anybody see, watch the reunion? Okay, all right. So, I mean, it's hard to believe it's been that long uh, since the final, final episode of that, which means we're all getting older. So, you know, they... Uh, had that um, kind of an unscripted uh, celebration on stage. Anybody know stage what? 24. <laughs> That's where the show uh, was originally filmed. So, all right, just curious, any uh, Friends fans out there? All right. All right. Any super fans? All right, all right. So, I uh, thought we would uh, maybe do a little... Tr- to kind of, kind of kick it off. And so I'm gonna try and get someone from each section. So Friends fan over here, super fan? Somebody willing? Stay soon. Yeah, I, I see people pointing at other people. <laughs> Please take them, take them. Anybody? All right. All right, another fan? All right, all right, Audrey. I know you are, she's, she's crazy uh, about Friends. Uh, I could have just left the friends off of that part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. So, another another person. So, all right. All right. Yeah. One more. We're all, all in the center. All the friends fans are in the center. All right. All right. All right. So, we'll, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask each of you a question, and we'll go around and uh, we'll do three questions. And then we've got prizes for the winners. See, I should have told you prizes, and everybody would be oh, yeah, i my friends, what's friends again? But uh, all right, all right, so uh, are we up for this? Sure. No. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'll, st- I'll start down, down front, work my way over. And, uh, so here's the first question. What store does Phoebe hate? <laughs> no idea? No. All right, all right, all right. Let's go back. You know? Pottery Barn. <laughs> Pottery Barn. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you got one. You got one. All right. Yeah, go crazy, folks. All right. Rachel got a job with which company in Paris? Me? Yeah. Louis Vuitton. That's it, Louis Vuitton, yeah. All right, all right. Joey doesn't share what? Food. Food. Yes? Food, okay, okay, sorry, I can't can't hear up here, so, yeah. All right, what profession is Joey's imaginary friend? What profession does he have? (laughs) Space cowboy. Huh? Space cowboy. Space cowboy, there we go. Uh, I actually had to look that one up and make sure it didn't have some other crazy meaning, but, uh, you know. All right, what's the name of Joey's stuffed penguin? Down front. What is it? (laughs) All right, all right. Hugsy? Yes, Hugsy, here we go. (laughs) What fruit is Ross allergic to? Kiwi. (laughs) Very good. All right. right. What balloon got got away during Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in season one? Mm -hmm. Underdog. Underdog. There we go. What's the name of Phoebe's twin sister? Ursula. Yeah. Ursula, there we go. Wow. All right. What was the name of Chandler and Ross's college band? Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Don't <laughs> 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 That's it. Have yeah. I done I know that. All right, settle down, settle down. All right, all right. So she's our winner. They give prizes to the other two. Let's thank you for that. I thought we would talk about friends today, and uh, the I'll be there type of friends. And I want to talk about how to, how to build friendships that I believe are high quality, reliable. In other words, they're built to last. And, uh, you know, friendships don't just happen. And that's what I want you to get, especially young people. Listen up, really? they don't really? just happen. They're built. They're built. We, we live in a society that is more connected than we've ever been. But the fact is, loneliness is rampant. And in fact, it's the number one emotional problem in, in America. And I don't think people set out and go, you know what, I think I'll do life and not have any friends. I think most people want to have friends, and all of us need friends. I mean, that's just a fact. It's part of God's design for us. Uh, We're we're not built to do this life alone. And when God created the world, you remember he created Adam, and then God put him in this perfect environment, the Garden of Eden. But Scripture says that God looked and assessed things and said it's not good for man to be alone. It was that loneliness, that aloneness was, was unacceptable. To God. In fact, when you look through Scripture, Scripture, it you find all these friendships throughout Scripture, and so you got people like David and Jonathan. The Scripture points out they were friends, and Jesus and the disciples, and Paul and Barnabas. And these friendships were so important that, that that they're kind of noted in Scripture, which tells me that it's important. And hopefully, as I'm talking right now, for some of you, there are names and faces of people that that you go, yeah, these are my friends. These are the people that have been there for me, and I've been there for them. Proverbs uh, writer writes this that says, A mirror reflects a person's face, but what they are really like is shown by the friends they choose. And I want you to key in on that word choose. Because... Friendships don't happen, just happen. They're built. They they happen because you choose to make a friend with someone. And you should choose very, very carefully. You can choose bad friends. And in fact, you can make choices of friends and end up wasting your entire life by choosing the wrong friends in life. And parents, let, let me say something. I mean, just kind of as an aside... You should pay attention to the friends that your kids decide that they're going to have for friends. Because those friends can determine who they become. And in fact, studies show that you become like the five people you spend the most time with. And the fact is, we, we rub off on each other. I was watching a documentary, it's been a while back, but it was uh, on Don Johnson. And some of you might remember Miami Vice or Nash Bridges. They said in the early, through the 70s, the early 80s, his life was a wreck. I mean, it was just a mess. It was self-destruction, cocaine, alcohol, and he he was living life on the edge, as he put it. But in 83... He said something just clicked. He ended up joining AA. He started working through some of the issues he had in his life and moving in a different direction. It was interesting because the person doing the documentary, uh, that reporter, they asked him, they said, Do you have any regrets? And he said something to the extent of, I regret wasting a lot of time with a bunch of people that I wish I hadn't spent 10 minutes with little alone 10 years with and it just hit me how important it is the friends that we pick you know God's word has a lot to say uh, about friendships and you know God wants us to have friends but God also wants us to pay attention about the kind of friends we choose You want to have friends that have a positive influence on your life. I would call them positive friendships that you have in your life. The best way to have a good friend, I believe, starts with being a good friend. The things that we're going to talk about today, I think they not only apply to friendships, but I think they can apply to all of our relationships with those around us recently looking at a study and um, the article was entitled uh, most Americans are lonely and It indicated it just this is staggering to me three out of five Americans say they are lonely In fact, it went on to say that they feel like they're left out Uh, They're poorly misunderstood or poorly understood in their life. Uh, They lack companionship and that loneliness is just staggering. And friends, be very clear, loneliness has nothing to do with the number of friends that you have on social media. It has nothing to do with that. You know, as our society has become more connected, one of, you know, technologically we're connected, but I have noticed that people are more disconnected personally in their lives. We, we need to live lives, and we talked about this uh, a while back, that we need to live lives head up, you know? You know, connecting with real living people in person, in the flesh. That, that We need to work at that connectedness. The, the fact is, I talk to people all the time that will talk about that they're struggling with loneliness. And then I'll see them and they're like this. Like, how are you today? Hello? You know. And this thing. You know, you see them, see them just in general, they're, they're just buried in the screen. And, and it's especially prevalent in our young generation. But they're not alone there. You know, people are sitting right next to someone else, and instead of talking, we're doing this. We're connected to this. This is our friend, is it? I mean, living in isolation and loneliness, but we're surrounded by people and we're not taking the opportunity. You know, the fact is, it messes people up. You know, the, it just bothers me to, to no end, to, to know that people are living in this isolation. Surrounded by people it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. You know. In fact, I think this can ruin your relationships. I've seen it happen more than once. You know. I think I shared uh, a while back uh, in the atrium. There, there were four or five young people sitting around together. All of them were looking at their phones and. I knew that a couple of them struggled with loneliness and, you know, just feeling isolated. And, and friends, they're sitting right next to each other and they're buried in this thing. And, and that, the pastor in me just wanted to go over and grab their phones, just take them from them and go, she's lonely, she's lonely. Talk to each other, please. Just talk. I I love technology, it has its place, but relationships do not just happen, they don't, and so if you're going to build a relationship, one of the things you have to do is get your head up, and put this away, you have to communicate with the people around you, and connect in a significant way, you know, some of you, you're lonely. You know, you want to have a friend. But, but the fact is, you're distracted. You know, if you're going to connect with others, phones down, heads up, and start connecting. You know, it, it doesn't, it's not difficult. You just say, hey, how are you today? I don't think I know you. A- and there you go. You know, you start looking around you and figuring out ways to connect with someone. You know, my point here, I hope you're hearing, is relationships don't just happen. They require you to engage and communicate. Relationships are built. They're always built. They require time and energy. You know, when it comes to friendships, you have to be committed to it. You know, Solomon writes, he says, someone with so many so-called friends may end up friendless. But a true friend is closer than a brother or sister. Is it wrong to have a lot of friends? No. But the point Scripture's making here, I, I believe, is to focus on quality of your relationships, not on the quantity of your relationships. If you're trying to be committed to everyone and everything under the sun, the fact is you are committed to no one. In your life, there are levels uh, of friendships, uh, relationships. You know, there are acquaintances. We all have acquaintances, don't we? These these are the people that you, you go, oh, I see them on Facebook all the time, or on social media, or maybe you say hi to them when you run into them at the store, or when you're out, or whatever. There are people that I would call companions. Uh, these are the people you work with, maybe, or go to school with, uh, that you maybe recreate with, or you know, you talk to them at the gym, or you're at a kids' event, and you run into, and so you talk because you're in the same same locale, so to speak. But then there are genuine close friends. These are people that you have a significant relationship an investment in, so to speak. Can can you be popular and not have any close friends? You bet you can. I think people do it all the time. The the fact is your your social life can get so social that it prevents you from having real friends in your life. You get so busy trying to juggle all the social stuff in your life that what happens is everything stays on this kind of superficial level and there's no depth to it because there's no time invested. Closer than a brother or sister, it it implies a commitment that requires time. True close friends are built. And so my question, how many close friends do you have? Again, I'm not talking about your 128 uh, friends on social media. I'm talking about committed friends. I'll be there for you type friends. Maybe I should ask it this way. Who are you committed to in your life? And if I was to go talk to that person, do they know you're committed to them? Do they? You don't need a lot of friends, but you need a few friends. You need I'll be there friends. You know, when it comes to, to friendships, you, you need to be considerate, you know, and you need to be kind. You need to be encouraging of one another. If you want to know who your real friends are, make a big mistake. <laughs> See, a good friend doesn't just step in and go, hey, I told you so. You know, You're so dumb. Now don't misunderstand me because someone's going to take this to the other extreme. They will hold you accountable. They will challenge you. You know, they may say, what are you thinking here? They'll push. True friends, though, forgive. They encourage. A true friend wants the very best for you. They love you. They care about you. They won't kick you when you're down. You know, true friends stand by you. It says love overlooks the mistakes of others, but dwelling on the failure of others devastates friendships. See, friendships aren't blind. You know, they see your mistakes, a good friend. But they choose to overlook things and forgive. They're, they're committed, you know, considerate. And if a friend is there, you're willing to go, okay, I accept you where you are. Yeah. And if you want to be a good friend, if you want friends that are considerate, you have to be a considerate friend. See how this goes? They're connected. You know, true, true friends are, are confidential in life. The Proverbs writes, it says, no one who gossips can be trusted with a secret, but you can put confidence in someone who is trustworthy. You know, I wonder, are you confidential? Because I can't begin to tell you the number of friendships, relationships that I have seen blown apart because someone violated a confidence, a, a trust. Uh, they, they shared out, out of order. And in fact, show me someone that's a gossip. I'll show you a lonely person. I'll show you a person that has a past that's littered with broken relationships. A friend, a true friend, is someone that can be trusted. They will never violate that trust that you've given to them. Are you trustworthy? Are you? You know, true friends are, are, are candid, I think. They're open. They're honest. They, they're, they're willing to talk about whatever. That a friend will, will tell you the truth. They, they, the fact is, even if it's painful, they'll say, here, and they'll just put it, put it to you. I was watching an episode of the comedy Kim's uh, Convenience. I don't know. Anybody watch that? Yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty good show. Huh? But Kim Chi is giving advice to his best friend uh, Chung and he, he says, you've gotta be the guy who tells the good friend bad things they need to hear. I thought about that, that's pretty good, that's pretty good. Some of us need to hear that bad thing from time to time you need someone to tell you those things that nobody else will tell you you need someone that will challenge you in your life and let me let me say something especially in light of our woke broke kind of culture that's out there I, I, I was talking to my grandkids the other day and uh, it, it's we were just discussing about you know disagreeing and uh the fact that it's it's okay to disagree and to challenge someone and uh, if if you do it because you have the best of intentions and you do it in love and uh anyway my uh grandkids said oh grandpa you can't you can't disagree with anybody I said you're we're never supposed to disagree and i'm like what and they go yeah, at, at school they tell us if, if you disagree with someone, you agree with them. And so I'm trying to kind of work through the, this this logic. And uh, I said, so let me get this right. We're to agree with things even if we disagree. Yep, that's it, Grandpa. That's what we're supposed to do. And I said, so how did, how did, I mean? does that work out? And they're like, well, Grandpa, you can think something different, but you never say anything different. You, if for instance, you go, uh, hey, I agree with you. Uh, that's a really good idea, and it's okay to to say it, but not really. Good. I said, so, and I'm not going to go through the whole long. It was a long conversation. Let me let me just say that, but. I said, so let me get this straight. So you're always to agree with someone even if you disagree. But it's okay to disagree with Grandpa on this (laughs) topic of disagreeing. But see, my point, okay, I don't want you to miss. my, My point is it's okay to disagree about things. We should be able to have relationships and disagree. We should be able to have friendships and disagree on a topic. It, the fact is, love always overrules. We should be able to say those things and be honest with each other and still love each other. I mean, it just seems to be something that, that we've lost, you know. relationships They need checks and balances. It's okay to disagree about something. You can get along. But we do need people. When it comes to friendships, we need people that will challenge us, that will love us enough, see, here's the key, to hold us accountable. Friends, I, I can't tell you how many mistakes I have avoided personally because a friend stepped into me, because they weighed in. And, and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, I was not thrilled at the time to have their input. Didn't really want it, But hindsight, I am so thankful that they loved me enough to just speak up and say, have you thought about this? Thought about that. An honest answer is a sign of a true friendship. Do you have a friend like that in your life? That they'll be honest with you? A friend that will help you grow as a person. Friend that will help you grow spiritually in your life. You need a friend who will lean into you and say, I love you too much. To let you go down this road without, without speaking into your life a little bit. Don't want you to go down the wrong track. You know, this is difficult stuff, I understand. We, we need some ground rules probably uh, for being honest with others. The, the fact is, you always challenge someone privately. Always challenge them what? Private. Privately. All right? The fact is, in case you're not clear on this one, you never challenge them in public. You never challenge them on social media. Mm-hmm. They, and in fact, I will guarantee you, if that's what you decide to do, it will blow up on you. Timing is everything on this one. You do not hit hard when they're really, really down. You know, instead, you find ways to encourage them and to love them. And you wait for the right time when they can handle it that you lean into them and you tell them the truth in love. And you never challenge or correct a friend or anybody, all right, unless you're willing to be corrected and are open to them leaning into your life as well. So if it's a one-way street, stop, stop. You know, once in a while, someone will catch me and, and the stories go pretty much the same. They'll, they'll catch me and go, hey, I know, I've, got, I've got this friend, they're spinning out, and blah, 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 fill in the blanks. And they'll tell me all about the situation, what's going on and everything. And then there's always that moment where they go, what should I do? I always say the same thing. You should talk to them about this. Sometimes, this is the response, I get, I I could never do that. That'd ruin our friendship. To which I usually say, then you're not really friends. See, friends can be honest with one another. They can work through, they can do the dance or whatever you want to call it to get through the, the, the issue, the struggle, the problem or whatever. You can either have a lot of acquaintances in your life or you can build a few real friendships, friendships that are built to last. You know, and and just kind of a heads up, this is kind of a sad commentary, most people do not want that kind of friendship. Most people do not want someone to hold them accountable in life. But I will tell you That's how true friendships work. That's how they work. You know, friendships are are always constructive. They're they're positive. You know, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You know, most of the time we are really unaware of how much influence we have on the people in our lives. And vice versa. All right? You're either building people up or you're tearing people down. You either bring healing to the situation or you're the person that brings pain and hurt. You know, you're either encouraging or discouraging. And you get to decide. But friendships are about building each other up, making each other stronger, sharpening the iron. Friendships are constructive. You know, the Bible says that the, the type of friends that you choose are vital. They're important because they they shape you, they influence you, and they either do it in a positive or negative way. You know that's why uh, if you read through the entire book of Proverbs, uh, you find all these cautions that that come up, and they're like, "Don't hang out with this type of person," and, and they list sixteen different types. You know, the people that, that gossip. Don't hang out with people that gossip. Don't hang out with people that are short-tempered in their life. You know, drunkards, gluttons. You know, people that are defiant in life. People that lie all the time. They're untrustworthy. You know, don't hang out with people that are prone toward violence. And that's just a few of the things. In fact, that'd be a good homework exercise. Is to read through the book of Proverbs. There's 31 book, or 31 chapters. You can take one, one each uh, day. It'd take you a month to get through. But to see if you could find those 16. You know, it'd be a great exercise for parents to sit down with their children and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to read see what we can learn out of this chapter. You know, teach them the kind of friends not to have. Teach them the kind of friends to have. You know, teach them how to choose friends. Friends that will build them up, friends that will help them be a better person, to be more godly in, in their life. And, you know, I've, I've noticed something through the years, those, those times when I've been really down and I'm struggling in my life. I was going through something really tough. And I always noticed after I would talk with a good friend, I always felt better. Every time. And so I kind of analyzed that a little bit. And I thought, why is that? Well, I think because a good friend, they were able to give me a perspective on things that I didn't have. And they shared that with me. You know, they were willing to ask me some tough questions that nobody else was going to ask, but they would. And they always had words of encouragement for me. And those things helped me kind of move forward, so to speak. A conversation with a friend at the right time made all the difference. And so I want to ask you, you know, are you that kind of friend? And then here's something to think about. How do you handle when your friends have successes in their life? You know, the, the fact is, You know, they get to do something that you don't get to do. Or, you know, maybe they're able to purchase something that you can't purchase or afford. You know, maybe the fact is they get a promotion or a raise. And I will tell you just uh, through the years of ministry, I have seen more relationships fall apart on that one. You know, I've seen someone get a promotion and it just ruins the friendship. And uh, why is that? I mean... Is it because we we get jealous of our friends? Really? You may ask yourself, do you you secretly compete with your friends? It's problematic. You've got to work through that. This world is negative, right? Am I right on that? It's a negative world. And I believe, especially as Christians, we should learn to cheer people in their successes friends, people we know, people we run across with, to make sure they know, yay, I heard you got that promotion. I'm glad you got the new house. What a cool car is that. Whatever, to learn to cheer and be just excited for people, encouraging with people. And I will tell you, if you learn that art of celebrating people's successes, You will have people lining up to want to be your friend. They'll go, I like being around that person because they always make me feel better. They lift me up. They always have a a pleasant and positive word to say. And I will tell you, inconsistencies destroy friendships. You know, they, they will just destroy and demolish friendships. You know, Proverbs 17, 17 says, A true friend loves regardless of the situation. And a real brother or sister exists to share the tough times. Did you catch that there? Loves regardless of the situation. Loves regardless of the situation. No matter what happens, they're going to love you. They can be counted on. They're dependable. They're there no matter what happens, they're consistent. Always, 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 you know what to expect. Friends stand by friends, period. Even when it's inconvenient, even when you don't deserve it, and even when it comes at a personal cost, a friend will be there, period. And I know as I've been talking for for some of you, you're going, I don't have time. To build that close of relationships, that meistic mentality is absolutely outside of God's will for your life. God wants you to have a few friends. Period. We're not to do life alone. We need friends. That the type of friends. That, that will lift us up, the type of friends that we'll be there for. You know, the type of friend that you are is the type of friend you'll attract. What you sow is what you reap. I'll be there for you when the rain starts to fall. I'll be there for you Like I've been there before. I'll be there for you. Why? Because you've been there for me too. Friendship. We need that type of friendship. It's God's will for your life. It really is. Friendships don't just happen. They don't just happen. They're built. And so... I just leave you with this. What kind of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? You know, maybe the challenge for some of you today is to say, I need to work at connecting with a few people. Maybe don't do this. I'm watching, by the way. But it requires work. Friendships are built. Friendships are what? They're built. They're built. They're built. They're built. Let's the word for Our holy God, God, we uh, praise you. And God, I pray that uh, when it comes to friendships, Lord, I think it's really easy for us to brush it aside go, oh, I don't, I don't need that. Lord, that road gets lonely. We make a lot of mistakes when we don't have friends. God, I pray that uh, your Holy Spirit would just press on us to not be friends with everybody and anybody we run across. we Be kind but first to invest ourselves in a few good friends, godly friends, friends that will be there for them, no matter what. God, I thank you for the friends that you've allowed me to have. God, I thank you for their words, their love, that's seen me through so much. God, I know there are many here today that would say the same. God, I pray that uh, we would just please you with all we say and do. God bless friendships. God bless them. It's in Christ's holy name we pray.